So before I get into my story, I just want to let you know I'm going to be talking about miscarriage and loss in the first trimester. So if this is a really sensitive topic for you and you don't feel comfortable listening, please tune into another episode of Badass Mums. You're listening to another episode of Badass Mums. I'm Charlotte Tahira, presenter and content creator. And I'm Tanique, an inspirational rapper and go-getter. Together, Together, we we are Badass Moms. We're here to have some real chat about our lives, trying to have it all, a career and a family. So whether you're struggling with mum guilt, overwhelmed on the school run, exhausted at the office, or figuring out how to get through your daily checklist of 10,652,001 things to do. Girl, trust, we understand. We're here to inspire, entertain and educate. This podcast is for those mums who's bad. Who's bad? Who's bad? You're a badass. And what? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Bad Ass Mums. Well, I think we're warming up now. <laughs> it's because we've got our teas, isn't it? I'm Charlotte. I'm Tanique. So this week, we actually want to change the tone a little bit and we want mm. you to get to know us a bit more I guess and our struggles with becoming mothers yeah it's that real out here we've had to go through mm. because obviously I think when you think of like what it takes to become a mum a lot of the struggle is about like getting pregnant yeah and actually don't, people don't talk about enough once you're pregnant but you don't make it to delivery or once you're pregnant and then you have massive complications at delivery yeah and how that impacts on you yeah. as a mum to be yeah okay right we're gonna try not to cry because you know we don't want to cry but anyways so my story is a story of miscarriage mm-hmm. i've had four miscarriages wow. um all for the same partner but not all at the same stage in my life which is a bit confusing but basically we like broke up for four years and came back together oh that's interesting yeah so to start, I definitely was um, that teen mum. So I was in sixth form and I had this boyfriend who I'd been with for about a year and a half and his dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And they basically said that it was going to be fatal and he wasn't going to make it past, say, another year or so. And I remember we was talking. And what's so funny about this is before this pregnancy... I was very much like, I'm not going to have kids. I'm just going to be a career woman. Like, as a young teenage girl, because I was only 16. You were driven. I was very like, I'm not having kids. I'm not having kids. So anyways, he tells me this news about his dad. And he's like, I really want to make him a grandfather before he goes. And of course, this is my first love. He took my virginity. Like, Mm. he was was my world. At 16 years old, your boyfriend is everything. And so I was like... No, let's do it. Yeah, let's make him a grandfather. <laughs> so we actively, oh, at this? 16 years old, wow. tried to start getting pregnant. And obviously it was only a matter of time. You're very fertile For your age. father-in-law. For my father-in-law, who was crazy. dying, who, can I just point out, before any of this happened, um, passed away. So it was actually like, that's, okay. this is how you know he was young and stupid basically because they'd already said he didn't have a long lifespan so the chance he was going to make it through the pregnancy and to the other side to meet the child was very slim so yeah we we started trying to get pregnant and within a few months I was pregnant 
And it was like, oh my God, you're actually doing this. And I remember my mum at the time, my dad and mum had gone through their own divorce. And so I was just living at home with my mum. And my mum was kind of like, you idiot, like, what are you doing? Not exactly like I'm going to put you out, but very much like I am not going to be that grandma. Do you know what I mean? Because she's not a very maternal person in general, even with us. She's just never been that maternal character. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like, and she said this openly to us, that she mainly had kids because, again, similar to what I was doing, to satisfy her husband, my dad. So so even to that extent, Mm -hmm. like, she was not going to be that grandma. Uh, My dad wasn't living in the house anymore. And so I was kind of like living very independently, even though I was still living at home at 16 years old. Right, yeah. Now pregnant. So I remember like getting a bit excited, going to like my booking in. They gave me my little blue book. It used to be blue. All of this. Imagine I'm 16, you know. Oh. And then <clears throat> he started to show me little signs, this, the boyfriend. Mm. And it was like little things, little things where like, uh, I was going to go see the midwife and he was going to meet me there and he didn't turn up. Or I'm like, I'm coming down to see you. Are you Have you got food? And I'll turn up there and there's like no food. And I'm I'm pregnant, remember? So like yeah. Yeah. certain things like my hormones and like being hungry were just a part of my life now. Yeah, of course. And I just noticed that there just wasn't this care or consideration towards me. And I started to think like, oh my God, you've made a big mistake. And actually, maybe you're not, maybe like this isn't the plan maybe yeah and i remember starting to think i don't want this baby like i and it was at that point where i was still early enough to have an abortion but i've always felt a bit disconnected to that decision as a woman yeah if that's what you is best for you fine but for me i've always felt a bit disconnected to it so i started to think okay do you know what forget him i'm gonna be a single parent i remember putting on my msn messenger status it's just me and you now talking about me and the baby like i was i was i was doing that big boss woman like <laughs> these times i'm still studying for my a levels like working a couple hours in a weekend on the shop and so i started having all these thoughts about like how am i going to do this and i remember my mum one of the days was rearranging her wardrobe like her bedroom and she was moving this wardrobe and i said to her i'll help you mum and because I was always the tough, strong, mm. like tomboy girl or whatever. So I was like, I'll help you move it. And she was like, no, 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 you can't. You can't help me move it because you're pregnant. And I was like, do you know what? Like, if this baby is not meant to make it, it's not meant to make it. I'm going to help you move it. And I moved that wardrobe. And minutes after, I did feel like a weird pain in my belly. But I kind of like, because my mum had already said that before I helped her, I kind of like didn't want to to accept that like something had happened like straight Mm. after. So I didn't say anything. And I went around and I was playing out with my mates. Went and knocked on my mates. Let's hang out how. And then that evening, I started getting more pains. And so this mate of mine was like, let's go to A&E. So we went to A&E, waited around for hours, thanks to Lucian Hospital. Uh, Finally got seen. The doctor did like... um, a vaginal examination. Right, yeah. Basically stuck her fingers in me. I don't know what she was looking Check, for. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, you know, it's fine. Like, it's normal to bleed um, in pregnancy. Like, just go home. And if anything worse comes back. That night, babe. Horror. So, and I don't want to get too graphic because I don't want to trigger anyone. But yeah, yeah. I woke up in, like, a pool of blood. Um, 
screamed out. My mum comes running upstairs. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Like, I'm bleeding everywhere. She, like, helps me, like, stagger down the stairs to the bathroom. She puts me in the bath to, like, shower me off. And as I'm standing, gravity kicks in. And these, all I can describe them is, is like, massive, like, clumps of, like, blood, like, jelly were just, like, falling out of me. Um... And I was just like, oh, my God, what's happening? I've killed the baby. Um, I'm, like, crying. My little sister, who, if I'm 16, she's, like, 14, 13, tries to come in. My mom's like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to bed. It's traumatising. Um, mm-hmm. And then my mom's like, we need to make sure, like, the fetus isn't in this, in in the blood. And so now we're, like, searching through the blood, trying to see if we can find anything that, like, kind of looks like a fetus Mm. um and then i get out the bath and sit on the toilet and it feels like what is going to be like i'm going to do a poo but Mm. it's not poo Mm. and the fetus basically comes out but it's like hanging because it's still attached to the umbilical cord so i have to just like pull it and it like breaks off and i look at it and it looks like you know, we used to have those aliens that used to be in the gel in the egg. <laughs> God, I really think I, I was going to laugh telling this I story. don't want to laugh. But it looked like a little alien. And I remember just looking at it and sobbing. And then so I've called the boyfriend and been like, I've just lost the baby. And he's like, are you fucking joking? I'm like, yeah, can you come? Can you come to the house? And he's like, no, I can't because I've got to like watch his mate's dog i was about to say his name his mate's dog and i'm like what like i'm telling you i've just lost loads of blood and lost our baby and he's like i can't come and so i basically had to go through that process myself with my mum luckily as much as she didn't support the decision in that moment she was she showed up 100 percent. yeah i remember i put that little fetus in a jewelry box and left it there for like months and then I came back to it like maybe a month and a half later and it had like just dried up into like a really weird, hard, like, I don't know how to describe it. And do you know what I did with that jewelry box? It's a horror story. I threw it in the bin. <laughs> Actually, I can't. I threw it in the bin. Oh, man. But that messed me up. So that happened yeah. around Christmas, just before Christmas. Yeah, my eyes are wetting. And then so after that, I was determined to become a mother. Like nothing mm. was going to stop me now. My baby's died. I need to get a new baby. And so as much as like he had been a complete wanker to me, I still was obsessed with now like I want a, I want a baby. I want a baby. And um, so by January, so this happened December. And by January, February, I was pregnant again. And this time it was a bit different because... My, I remember my doctor and everything saying, like, it's you shouldn't really get pregnant so quick mm. after, like, you've just done this. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Um, And so within about six weeks, that baby went again. Um, This time it wasn't as horrific because I was, um, I wasn't as far gone. And also, like, it just, just wasn't as, it just wasn't as, like, Yeah, the experience was... And, yeah. And then about... Three, four weeks later, I was pregnant again. Um, and what, what, re- how what, did you go through this? 
Because I think I was just so young and naive and mm. all I wanted was a baby now. Yeah. And I wasn't even giving my... I wasn't even of, accepting what my body was going loss. through. Yeah. Like the fact that I was putting my body through this. Stress. Mm. That baby, luckily, I lost at only, I think it was like four weeks. So okay. it was just like a really bad period. Mm. And just to make it really clear... This boyfriend was not there for none of it. Like, he always had a really good excuse as to why he couldn't come to the hospital. He couldn't come to my house. He couldn't come to the midwife checks. Even though he knew, like, I had on paper from the doctor, like, um, this is a miscarriage. Like, it wasn't like I was just... Making it up. Yeah, yeah exaggerating yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And he just didn't care. So we obviously, I say obviously, it took about another six to eight months after that third miscarriage for me to part ways from him and actually yeah. like find the strength to realize you you're not in love with him you was in love with what you thought this was gonna be yeah and so we parted ways for four years fell in love again had another boyfriend all the rest of it went to university and in second year of university i can't remember how we ended up not bumping into each other but like randomly getting in contact i think it was through a mutual friend and within two weeks of chatting I was pregnant once again. With the same guy. <laughs> With the same guy. Imagine I've gone and lived. So this was between 16 and 17. I'm now 21. So this was a whole... This wasn't like we broke up for six months and got back together. This I'd lived a whole life in between mm. this. I'd been in a whole like four year relationship almost with a whole nother guy gone to uni. Like was a totally even different person. But obviously this person still had that little you guys had a strong hold chemistry. on me. So in my head, mm. I'm like, okay, do you know what? This is going to be different this time. That was years ago. We were kids. Oh, okay. okay. In this break, he'd also had another child with someone else. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, well, you've done this now. So actually, you'd probably be better at it. <laughs> Baby girl. Oh, my gosh. First of all, that fourth pregnancy as shocking as it sounds was the most traumatic one really? because his baby mum was oh. adamant she was not going to be like accepting this new baby mum in his life um she even said to him apparently that she was going to convince me to have an abortion which by the way by this point abortion was not an option for me like the fact that i couldn't choose whether my baby lived or died previously mm. i now yeah. have a really clear headset on like what my decision is and my yeah. land of abortion yeah. so she was just doing the most one day i've gone around there and she's come and tried to fight me and then my dad had to come down and like calm her down like it was just a mess it was just a mess to the point i said you know what as much as i've happened to full pregnant with you again i'm gonna be a single parent like this time before anything went wrong i i said no i'm gonna take myself away from you you're not healthy for me you're not good for me so i kind of stepped back from him and i was kind of like i was at uni so i was living at my uni house and then on weekends i was in south with my brother's and I remember one weekend, um, my mum's partner comes around with this massive ladder and I'm like, oh, wow, wow. And I try to like, not lift it because I already learned from the first time, but I can't remember what I did with this ladder, which was a little strain that I thought, mm. oh, and I started thinking, oh my God, like you're going to, history is repeating yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I went to, and this one was very different, I went to my three month check and i'm in there and i'm all excited and it's so weird this day when i take myself back because i remember i spent the whole day in lewisham housing office because i was trying to get 
accommodation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was like, I've been here since 8am, but I have to leave to go to my scan and then I'll come back. Can you just keep my number? Like, And, and I mm. even negotiated and they were going to let me come back. And so I, I got to my scan and my dad was with me and we went in and the guy's like, pulled up the little baby and I can see, I can see the little baby on the, on the mm. screen. And then he's, the doctor's like very quiet and I'm like, wrong and remember this is the first time i've been at a three-month scan of course yeah. because my first miscarriage happened just before mm. my three-month scan and the doctor goes um i'm really sorry but there's no heartbeat and i'm like what what do you mean he's like i can't find a heartbeat and then my dad's like who's so hysterical and dramatic more than me is like I knew I could. I needed to hear something. He's American, by the way. I knew I couldn't hear something. What's going on? And it starts making all this fuss. Um, and then I'm just sitting there, and like my whole body, like oh I can't goodness. explain it, yeah. but I'm just like, I was still thinking about you have to rush back to the. Like I haven't really taken in what he's saying. Yeah. I'm like, you still have to go back to the housing. And then as we left the appointment, and I realized you can't go back to the housing because they were housing you because you were pregnant and actually that you're not pregnant anymore and I like looked down at this piece of paper and it said it was a missed miscarriage oh my god I think I'm gonna cry oh my god um so the baby had died two weeks before that scan and was just sitting inside of me um and I called the boyfriend again and I'm like you know I had my scan today you was meant to come to the homeless like housing place you're not here Mm. calling 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 he's not answering um, and they said to me at the hospital, just to backtrack a bit, they said, do you want us to, because you have three options when you have a miscarriage. You can, um, they can physically remove it. Mm. Uh, you can naturally let it pass, uh, which is what I'd experienced, obviously, with the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Or they can give you like a, a pill to kind of start the process. Yeah. And I was just like, do you know what? I just want to do what I know. I don't want no one putting no machinery inside of me and scrape yeah. they call it scraping i think like it's quite a, a horrible term they use but you need to get a scrape where they like take out all the dead cells and all the, <laughs> the fetus and everything i said i just i'm just gonna let it pass naturally and they said okay we can't tell you when it's gonna happen but it will happen in the next two to like six weeks. And I was like, well, he's already been dead two weeks. Hopefully it happens sooner than later. And I remember my work being like, they knew I was pregnant at the time. I was working at Indigo in the O2. Yeah, I called you out. I remember them being like, when you, when you come back in, we need you. We need you back for work. And and I had to be like, I can't. I've had this miss miscarriage and I don't want to start yeah. losing the baby behind a bar in, in South London when I live in Uxbridge at uni. And um, I remember the line manager being really difficult and like, we need some kind of proof. or so- And so I just sent him, I said, here you go. Like the email said, here you go. And it was like a scan of the piece of paper that said I'd had a mis- yeah. miscarriage. Yeah. And then because I still hadn't got in touch with the, the father slash boyfriend, I posted him it as well. So I literally photocopied that letter and posted it to his house. Um, and then he did call me eventually when he got the letter. And this was at least a week after I'd had the scan. And he's like, pathetic. How could you, how could you send this to my house? How could you just send this to me? I have to read this. I said, read it. 
I'm like, I have to actually go through it, go through this yeah. physically. <sighs> and I'm, honestly, I'm glad, I'm glad he's not in your life. Oh, thank God. And, and the just, first thing that the, the, the doctor asked when I got pregnant, because I was convinced like there's something wrong with me as well. Mm, of I, off the back of it, I went and did so many, so much tests on my womb. I did tests on my, um, what's it called? Ovaries. Like they tested everything and they're like, we can't see nothing physically wrong with you. It must just be linked to stress. And um, when I got pregnant with River and I was, the anxiety was horrific. I can't imagine. And they it said would be. that. It would be. Oh, is it a different partner? And I said, yeah. Um, and they said, okay, well, actually then maybe that's what it is. Maybe you just wasn't a good match. And you hear people say that crap and you're like, oh, whatever, good match. You weren't meant but, to have a baby for him. But River and Rio's here fine, living life. Like they made it. All just the- like that. Yeah, like I had no, no, I had trouble in my pregnancy, but nothing directly linked to like the thought I was going to lose them. Mm. So it was just mad. I remember that natural miscarriage was only better because I knew kind of what to expect. Yeah. And it was just like, it was so surreal. Like it was the first time my mum and dad was in in a house together and arguing. And I just remember thinking like, my poor little body, like what you've been through. And so that fetus, by the way, because that that was pregnancy was far enough along that there was a fetus. Mm. I buried in my um, brother's front garden because I was like, if I ever want to come back and see you, at least you're in the front garden. So I don't have to ask the neighbor to let me in the garden. <laughs> and I remember my dad saying oh, like the day we, yeah. we buried it, um, it rained that day and he was like, so good it rained and i was like oh why is that because you know spiritually and he said no <laughs> it just means the foxes aren't gonna dig it up <laughs> and it was just like i felt i as a woman right this is the man i love and as much as thank god as you said i didn't yeah. have a baby for him what is wrong with me why can't i make it past the first trimester like what what's wrong with my body like it's like my body can't handle carrying and for a really long time I just thought there was something wrong with me and then even after we broke up and he decided like I was out of order for getting rid of him the horrific things he would say to me about like mm. like I can't ca- like I'm not I'm not a woman because I can't carry a baby and you know he gave me one so the problems oh obviously goodness. you and what a dog. like he was just horrible and I think that's I don't know what was more traumatic, losing the babies or having this parent, this other parent who literally just could not give a shit about what I was going through, despite wanting me to give them a baby. But honestly, I do now, like, it's a horrible thing to say to some extent, but I do honestly feel like it was for the best. Like, I think my life would have been totally different. I was in, in the middle of my second year. I wouldn't have finished my degree. I definitely don't think I would have been doing anything I'm doing now. That feels like fate. Yeah. It did. It did have to start feeling like that. Like yeah. this is actually, this is God telling this you, is not meant no, to be your path. Yeah. this is not for you. Yeah, He's you not the one. Like that, so many times over, for the same partner, and then that baby's and fine, and he didn't change, and he's the same dog of a guy. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. Wow. But just to summarize, like, first of all, I want to say to anyone who has had a miscarriage. That is not your destiny and like you can no. change it. Like yep. there's I've heard of women having seven miscarriages and then going on to having a healthy baby. So 
please like obviously do all your tests but please don't get in your head that something's wrong with you that just was not your baby to make it all the way they're still your baby yeah. but yeah. they and i had a really just to throw it in i had a really weird conversation with river the other day where she was like i'm your first baby aren't you aren't i and i i was like you had to think about it you're my first baby with daddy and she said no but i'm your first baby and i was like no because as much as they didn't make it they're still to me like that was my baby do you know what i mean mm, yeah. and it was still yeah but to her she is your first baby she's my first baby who made it all the way i think <laughs> yeah. that's what i said to her i said you're yeah, my yeah, first yeah. baby who was strong enough to make it all the way and like oh, the sweet. relief like if you see my sister because obviously Ivan. He could relate to some extent, but he wasn't there. So yeah, yeah. during my current pregnancies, he didn't understand. But my sister was there at River's birth because this was pre-pandemic. And she, the moment I held River in my arms and that, that emotion. mad emotion, because it was the first time that I accepted that I'm really, like, I'm really going to have a baby now. Like, this is actually oh, my baby. Yeah, like, yeah. You're here. You've made it because I was so sure. Even up until the day I was in labor, I was so sure something was going to happen and she wasn't going to make it. And I just remember thinking like, oh, my God, I'm finally, finally. And this is if I was 16, I had River when I was 28, 29. So this is like over 10 mm-hmm. years later, I finally got my baby girl. Wow. Um, But yeah, it's mm. just like. Don't let, don't let that, if you are going for a miscarriage or if you have had really like trouble getting through that first trimester, second trimester, we hear like so many stories about stillbirth. Like one of my friends had a stillbirth recently at six months. So you just have to accept that everything happens for a reason. And as much as it's so, so cliche and easy to say, but you won't see the reason in that moment. Like it took me 10 years later meeting the kid's dad now who is 10 million times the dad that that boyfriend was Mm. like he wanted to be every he was angry in the pandemic when he couldn't come to the appointment (laughs) you know what i mean and he's like they don't care about us because we're the dad so just have that faith that even if even if you go on to not have any babies that maybe that was your path that was what was meant for you and you just have to accept that life sometimes you can't plan it and you can't you can't predict what's going to happen and you can't beat yourself up for what you didn't do because if yeah. you've done everything in your power and it still doesn't go your way, then... That's it. Yeah. Oh! oh that's so funny. That and that's me trying to story. tell you the most condensed version. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. a good, it's a good happy ending though. You've got a good ending. I've got my two babies yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. bless him. I'm all emotional now. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh. On that note. Yeah. Any questions? Any questions? I must have been challenging mentally though. Going Definitely. through those other two pregnancies. Definitely. Post. Like the yeah. anxiety was a yeah, hundred. I had really graphic dreams during those pregnancies mm. of like like just I remember one time I like fell into a river and in the dream I'm pregnant. Like just really into a river, how ironic. <laughs> I was just, thinking this. <laughs> but just like yeah. really graphic, like um mm. vivid dreams. I had all throughout my pregnancy and every little knock every little anything that happened it was like the baby's gonna die like that's literally how my mindset was so Mm. yeah wow soldier thanks babe (laughs) sorry uterus
I was say, does Ivan want more kids? <laughs> Even if he kids. does, he don't want any more kids. like, but. babes, I told you we didn't have a referral. Oh, yeah. I had a this referral. Is not for the podcast. No, I don't mind people knowing. <laughs> I had a referral the other day to get my tubes tied. Oh, They're not happy about it, the doctors. They're like, why didn't he just get a snip? So, but I am definitely, <laughs> I'm done now. I've put done. my body for a lot. You've, yeah, you've, you've had a story. You've got a yeah. big story. Yeah. yeah. I understand more now. Definitely. Yes. And I think even like, yeah, just thinking back on it, like, it what was, would you say to women who are? I know it's a personal decision, but who are considering an abortion because I know it's a personal decision. But sometimes when I hear of so many people having difficulties actually having a baby and knowing the complications they can have after having an abortion, mm-hmm. making that decision, putting that decision in your own hands, for me, feels like you know, I don't know what the situation will be. But it just makes me think, you know, being pregnant and being able to conceive is such a blessing. Yeah, 100%. And I understand that some people get pregnant, you know, unexpectedly. It could be a really bad situation. Like you don't want like someone got raped. Yeah, of sort course. Of thing. That's a different That's kind a of different situation. kettle of fish. Yeah. yeah, but just in general. I just think like, I actually, while I was pregnant with River, I had a student have an abortion and came and talked to me for advice. And I just had to be very clear with them, like, First of all, you can have an abortion up to, I think it's 26 weeks. Yeah, didn't they extend that? Which is a bit wild because yeah. like River was kicking from like 22 weeks. So I can't imagine child, that feeling whole... of you're feeling something moving inside of you and and, it's gone. and then you're ending its life. I mean, as I said, each their own. Mm. But what I want people to understand is that the trauma of that decision yes. will stay with you. Because you've had trauma from that angle. So you will always remember those babies. Because I, what I really don't want women to do is think, I don't want this baby. I'm just going to go and abort it. And and, and in their head, it's going to disappear. It's good, yeah, because yeah. the baby's gone yeah. now, the problem's gone. No, every, and I say that generally, but the women I know who's had an abortion, they still deal with it today. Do you know what I mean? So I I just want you to know that if you are making that decision, and please don't mm. treat abortions like contraception because they're not, but if you are making that decision, be making it for the right reasons because it will mm. stay with you long after yeah. the baby's gone. Look, that was over 10 years ago and River's asking me a couple of days ago and, and it's bringing it all the, back. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. I'm yeah. never going to forget that experience. I'm never going to move on from that experience. I'm going to learn to live with it. Mm. But it's similar with an abortion, I think. And because you're making that choice, for me, the choice is out of my hands. There's even more mum guilt. Before you've even become a mum, you're going to yeah, be dealing with yeah. that guilt. So There's something powerful about becoming when you conceive and yeah. knowing that you're pregnant with yeah. the woman. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, oh girl. Yeah. I hope I haven't triggered anyone too bad. <laughs> um, and yeah, always you can... My door's always open. If you're going through something similar, you want to chat like... I will give you any advice I can. I'm not obviously an expert, but from my point of view. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can catch us on Instagram, on Twitter, Badass Mums. <laughs>